I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. Welcome to episode 39 of the Canto Bite Dispatch. I'm Emily Lind, and with me, as always, my friend, Brittany Brown. Hi, Brittany. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Good. Just relaxing on this lovely Sunday morning. Sunday, right? Yes, it is. I had to stop for a second to think if that was right, but it is. I've been getting my days like so mixed up lately. Like the Fridays and the Saturdays just like feel like one sometimes. And I'm like, wait, what day was it? And I I should know these things, but I don't. So how was your week? Um, week was good. Just worked. You know, nothing, nothing too exciting. My, um, my sister came down from Orlando to surprise my brother for his birthday. Oh, nice. yeah, so that was nice. And we all saw Infinity War two times. Which Did you like it? Too many times. No, it was good. I really, I, I thought it was a really good movie. But for some reason with me and these Marvel films, like, I can only see it once. Oh, I get that. Like, I just, I'm not as connected with the Marvel Universe as I am with Star Wars. So, I mean, I enjoy it. Like, I get excited when I see the characters on screen and shit. Like, I get excited from the audience excitement. But, like... I don't want to ha- like go see the movie again because it's two hours and thir- it was like three hour movie. And yeah, like, and it was good. I mean, Thor's great. I don't want to spoil anything for anyone because I know a lot of people still haven't seen it. Yeah, are you gonna see it? Uh, probably not. Hmm. Well, you're not gonna see your boy Thanos. Look, just because I like, I understood where. Okay, fine. I guess we have to explain this. Not everybody follows all of us on Twitter, but somebody on our uh, Blake had tweeted that his um, his girlfriend was said something about Thanos being fuckable, and I'm like, yeah, daddy, and I'm like, I totally get where she's coming from. And then it became a bit of a thing, but I do totally get where it's coming from. I mean, I'm not like, oh, that dude's hot. I mean, he's a big purple cartoon. I mean, but you fuck him. Yeah, or at least I understand the appeal. I do too. Like I was thinking about that as I saw that tweet. Like, is Thanos fuckable? And like, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> I mean, again, I like one of the things that one of the reasons I'm not like really gung ho to see this movie is I I'm not crazy about the how he looks like it's i don't know again like it's a big purple cartoon oh he looks really good though no i don't like i can't deal with that as the main bad guy for a whole movie i'm very particular with my cgi i don't know though like the cgi in this movie was very impressive like the marvel universe is very good with that i feel like 
Spider-Man, there are a lot of issues with the CGI. Um, I'm trying to think, like, what else? Um, the the first two Thors, eh. Uh, third Iron Man, God, please no. Um, I'm trying to think of the worst Marvel movie, the worst, like, Marvel movie in the past, like, ten years. It has to be between the second Thor, Age of Ultron, and Iron Man 3. I mean, I think Age of Ultron is boring, but I think Thor 2 is a bad movie. I know. It, it is. Like, honestly, I believe the last time I watched it, I was just skipping to all the parts with Natalie Portman. <laughs> <laughs> and it's weird because I really like Thor as a character. Yeah, like, I'm beginning to like him more, too, like, in this movie. Like, I... I'm in. I'm like, okay, Thor's great. I need to give Ragnarok a second chance. That's what I was thinking about today. Because, like, my experience watching that movie was, like, bad. Because, like, there was, like, stuff going on. And I was, like, not fully paying attention. But, like, this movie made me really want to go back and, like, watch watch Ragnarok. Not the other two Thor movies, because fuck that. But No, I like Ragnarok because it fully embraced that Thor is just a big dork. <laughs> And I think that's important. Like I, I can deal with more serious Thor in the comics. I mean, not that I, I don't really read Thor, but when he's in other stuff, I'm like, okay, this is fine. But like self-serious Thor in movies, it doesn't work for me because he's a Norse god, and that's weird. And so <laughs> I, I sort of I like that that third movie. He's just like he like I said it like a lot. He's just a big dork. He's goofy and a little bit dim. And he's just sort of this nice, affable guy who happens to be a god. <laughs> All wonderful traits. And also Jeff Goldblum is in that movie. So. The human Muppet. Yeah. <laughs> I love him so much. He's so great. He is pretty funny. Isn't he in the new, going to be in the new, um. Jurassic World movie. Yeah, he's back. And it's, I mean, it's hard for me because I I love Ian Malcolm. Like, in that first movie, he was so great. But I have no desire to see this movie, even though it's dinosaurs. And I love dinosaurs. But, I mean, first of all, I didn't like the first Jurassic World. And also, I watched the trailer, and so now I've seen the entire movie. Yeah, I still haven't seen the the Jurassic World. I still because how many? There's three Jurassic Parks, right? Yes, I've seen the first one. Yeah, don't worry. The first one's good. The other two are not. Yeah, I haven't seen the other two. I don't. I don't know if I plan on it. There's there's no reason to watch them. Just watch the first one again because the first one is still amazing. Yeah. Okay. I'll do that. Yeah, because I I I don't know why I just never desired or never had a desire to give Jurassic World a chance, maybe because, like, okay, I like Chris Pratt. Like, don't get me wrong. It just, he plays the same role in, like, every movie. Like, in Guardians of the Galaxy, like, that's not really one of my favorite Marvel movies because it's just Chris Pratt being Chris Pratt and, like, everyone else. Like, I love Gamora. I love Groot. I love Rocket. I love, like, the whole gang, but just, like, Chris Pratt, like, I don't, just, I don't know. That works okay for me because that's who that character is. Yeah. Like, Star-Lord is Chris Pratt. It doesn't work for me nearly as much, like, in Jurassic World. 
But in Jurassic World, he's yeah. also like doing a little bit more. It's like a little more serious. Like it's not. It's it doesn't have that same like sarcastic, uh, like likable assholeness to it. I mean, there's a little bit of that, but it's not. I don't know. Maybe it's just because the movie is overall bad. <laughs> oh God. I got a porg mug. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. It's it's a good size mug. I just almost don't think I want to put anything in it because it's it's just it's too precious for this world. <laughs> and I'm in a, I'm in like a a conund- conundrum <laughs> or how do you say conundrum? that word? Conund- conundrum right now or yeah. Okay. So, okay. So on the Disney website, the porg backpack is on sale for like 40 something dollars. And I'm like, okay, that's great. But then part of me is like, do I need this? Well, <laughs> the answer to do you need it is definitely no. no. <laughs> and like, th- that's what I'm like realizing is like, I don't need this, but I want this. And then I think of, but why do I want this? And then, of course, stupid me went to go look at the reviews of the Porg backpack, and people were saying that it's ripping. And I was thinking, I'm like, why would I want a backpack that rips? It also looks like a Porg, which bonus for my collection. But, like, do I really want to spend $40 on a Porg? And, like, my answer is still no. Like, even though I, I still have a Disney gift card from christmas that i can just use to buy the porg like there's just so many other things from disney that i could buy that's like not a porg backpack and like my brain is slowly realizing it that maybe it's 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 time for the pork collection to end or no, no the the more collecting more yeah i can see that yeah yeah i mean you have it's like sad. You have a lot of them not enough. I mean, I still need to find that brown Funko Porg. Or I need to, like, finally cave in and buy it. Because, like, some buyers are have it, like, for, like, 24 bucks or other things. But it only worries me. Like, I'm worried of buying it and then sending me the wrong Porg. Oh, yeah. I can see that. Like... On eBay, like, yeah, because I see, okay, so I see a buyer on eBay that sells, like, two of them, like, one the brown one, one the other, and I'm thinking of messaging the seller, being like, can I just buy that brown one? That's all I need for my collection, but I don't know. People are weird sometimes, but I don't know. I still, I think that'll be, like, the final one I'll get because I think I'm done. Like, other than, like, that pork backpack, like, I don't know, like, maybe someone will just get it for me for my birthday or some shit. I don't know. But I just, I don't feel like spending $40 on a porg. Yeah, that's probably smart. I mean, I'd rather spend $40 on like a a nice dress or a pair of jeans or a gas for my car. (laughs) I mean, shit. So many other things, but yeah. Something like that. Anyways, I get that. Yeah, but... I don't know. Emily, is is there anything new with you? How's uh How's your hot toys collection? I mean, there I, there's not any more yet. I'm 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 waiting on announcements after Solo. But that'll be fun. I mean, 
I'm happy with them. I'm looking at all of them right now, and they're very nice. They do sound... They, they do look really nice. Man, that Tarkin is so awesome, though. I can't, I can't get over how good it is. I mean, they're all good, but that Tarkin is spooky. I, I yeah, I'm really impressed with those. Even like the even like the lines on his face are right. How many of those did they make? I don't know what the addition size on that one was. Like god, these people are so talented. Yeah, it's, that's yeah, incredible. It's really crazy how well sculpted they are. Oh, shit. Is this podcast going to be released on May the 4th? That's Friday, right? Yep. Yes. Holy so, shit. Yeah. Uh, that means solo tickets. And that hopefully means a celebration announcement. Oh, my my little body cannot contain the excitement. Of buying tickets for solo and then buying tickets, or hopefully soon buying tickets for a celebration. Yeah. Yeah. I want, I just want to know, I just need to know the dates. I need to know where it is so I can start making plans. I know Rusty and I have been planning this out for months. Like we already have like um, money saved up for celebration funds, even though like I'm not going to buy anything. Like I, I don't know. Like uh, someone was asking me this the other day, like what would you buy at celebration? And that really like nothing. Like I've always wanted one of those like loth cats from rebels. I don't think they'll have those there, but I always think they're really cute. And I always wanted to buy one of them, but I mean like, I don't really do much collecting other than porgs, like maybe like a, a t-shirt or something, but like, I'm not really into that stuff, which is probably a good thing. Cause like, I don't know. What about you? Are you going to buy I mean, anything? It sort of depends what the, what the exclusives are and whether I want to spend all my day waiting in line to get an exclusive. But in general, like the stuff that I like to buy at cons is like the non-official merchandise. Like, I mm -hmm. like to buy cute buttons or jewelry or or little, like, handmade stuffed animals. Like, stuff that I can't just buy online. That's true. Like, I'm never going to, I'm never just going to buy, like, regular official merchandise. Because I can get that anywhere, probably for cheaper, and not have to lug it around all day at the con with me. Yeah. There's this one lady i think it's um the ella offer design chick i forget like but that's like her brand she makes like star wars clothing and it's like awesome and like i bought what did i buy from her i bought like a it's like a cardigan but it looks like uh fins and fin and post oh, jacket cool. it's so cute it's the most comfortable thing ever like i wore it the other day on a date, and I was like, I never want to leave. <laughs> I never want to leave this card again. <laughs> so comfy. But, yeah, God, I I can't believe that we're going to get close to a celebration announcement in Anaheim. I'm, I, I'm putting my cards on the table. It's going to be in Anaheim. 
or Orlando. Well, no, I don't. Well, that's the thing about Orlando is that I heard so many bad things. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'd still go, but. Oh, hell yeah. I'm going regardless of the of the bad things. But then I'm thinking of like, what pass am I going to buy? Or, you know, are you going to try to meet anyone? You mean like. Like photos and autographs and stuff. Yeah, I don't know. It's so much money, and I just I don't know if there's anybody that I feel like I need to meet for two seconds to buy an autograph from. You know, that's true. I'm the same way. Like I don't want to have to pay to meet like someone like for like five minutes and just be like, hey, let's get a picture. Okay, bye. Yeah, you know, like, if if Carrie was still with us, I'd get a picture with Carrie. Or I'd get an autograph. <laughs> but, I don't know. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I love, I love Mark Hamill. But I don't have that same emotional connection with him. Uh, yeah, I get that. I, I know. Like... I don't think there's anyone that I'm like, I would die to meet this person. Even if like Ewan McGregor was there, like I would just admire him from afar and that's it. (laughs) Yeah. Like I'd love to see, you know, like panels with these people. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm getting autographed. I don't know. It's always, it always just seems a little bit strange to me. Like even when I was volunteering at cons, it just seemed a little bit weird to me. Like I have, I have like when I was a volunteer, like I'd go around and get my shirt signed, but that's because I could do that for free because people would just mm-hmm. sign shirts for volunteers. At least most people. I mean, some assholes wouldn't, but almost everybody would. Ooh, like who wouldn't? Oh, there's just people you don't approach. You know, mm. like you can't, you can't go to, to like Shatner or, or, you know, people like Adam West for that stuff. But I mean, <laughs> pretty much anybody else would. Yeah, that's good. I'm glad that there are some nice people in the industry. Yeah, like when I was doing it, like I got like a bunch of like Battlestar Galactica people and like Linda Hamilton and some other just like, you know, like, oh, I have I have like Doug Jones and some other just like, you know, people I like who are just nice and would chat with people when they had downtime. I've, like, never had anything signed or, like, from a famous person. Or I've never, like... I mean, once at Disneyland, I met someone from Big Brother, Ariana Grande's <laughs> brother. But that's about it. Uh, you know who I like meeting is authors. I like getting my books signed. Mm. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know why that feels different for me, but that I do like. I mean, you connect with their writing and like that's something that sticks with you. So obviously, yeah, you're going to greatly appreciate the person that's writing something that you love, you know? Yeah, like I have I have like a signed copy of, of American Gods and some other stuff from Neil Gaiman. And the American God ones means a lot to me because that book is like, it's not like a pristine copy that I'm going to sell. That is my torn up dog-eared notated <laughs> dropped in the bathtub 
like paper dropped no, in the bathtub. the bathtub version of American Gods. Mm-hmm. And I brought that to him with a side and I'm like, I was sort of like, I felt kind of bad. I'm like, I, I feel sort of weird that this is the one I want signed. It looks like shit. And he's like, no, this is great. It means you love this book and read it. He says he really likes signing beat up copies. Oh, and I have a, I have several signed editions from um, Richard Cadry who writes um, like uh, he does mostly the Sandman Slim, which is this like really brutal, funny, uh, urban fantasy about a guy who who spent time in hell and then then comes back and sort of is a detective occasional assassin anyway it's a lot of fun and 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 he's a super interesting dude but i've talked to him a couple of times at conventions and stuff and he like remembered me when i came like to get his autograph the second year i'm like that's insane Oh my god! He's like, oh, he's like, last year you had this great Riddler costume, and I'm like, holy shit, dude! That's adorable. Great. <laughs> oh god. But like, when it comes to like buying autographs from people, I just feel awkward. Like, what am I going to say to them to the three seconds I'm seeing them that they're not hearing from everybody else standing in line? You know. Yeah, I mean, I would imagine that it would be hard to get, like, a genuine moment. But I know someone like Mark Hamill, like, he's really, like, kind to everyone. You know, he goes up to them and hugs them and stuff. And Oh, yeah, absolutely. But I know it's like, what do you even say? Just, like, sometimes it could be, like, such a kiss-ass. So I'll probably be like, hi, I well, enjoy, the- you know. Yeah, the thing is, like, I'm not worried about Mark Hamill not being nice or, like, being disappointing. I'm worried about me being disappointing. Mm. <laughs> no well no because i feel like i would want to like make a connection i know that's just not gonna happen in you know the 20 seconds you're taking a picture with somebody yeah that's rough <laughs> um but yeah hopefully everybody gets their solo tickets um i'm hoping at some point soon we get an announcement of like time that they're going on sale but it's already like my heart is just like ah just thinking about the stress of like getting the solo tickets yeah fuck that it'll be fine though i mean i have my plan a's and plan b's and plan c's so yeah i'm not I'm not as stressed as I would be for a saga film. Mm-hmm. Like, look, obviously I want to go opening night, but if I, if I can't, I'm not going to be devastated. Yeah. Like I'm a very, like, I'm going to see this like as soon as it gets out. But I mean, like if I end up seeing this movie, like at eight o'clock or like nine o'clock at night, like I don't care as long as, cause I'm going with a lot of people, I think. And I, as long as I'm with my friends and Rusty, I'm good. Or just all people that I care about. I'm good. Yeah. It's all that matters. But I don't know. Good luck to everyone. Yeah. Let's see if they can actually do it correctly this year. Yeah. I mean, it won't be as crazy as like 
uh, The Last Jedi or The Force Awakens, but I don't think I remember having problems with getting Rogue One tickets. I, I just don't remember. I mean, that's like a blur. <laughs> I mean, I saw it. I saw it opening night. So obviously it wasn't too much of a problem. Yeah. <laughs> I just heard my mom yell in the other room. I'm having a bad hair day. <laughs> oh, God. But um, we had some Star Wars news. We, we have news. Uh, Star Wars Resistance, which we, you know, we heard they had filed the, like, trademark or copyright for or whatever a few months back. And this was one of my guesses as to what it is. And it's the new animated series. Uh, Yay! Yeah. Uh, Star Wars Resistance, a high-flying anime-inspired series that explores an uncharted time frame prior to the events of The Force Awakens. Um, production has begun on Star Wars Resistance, an exciting new animated series about Kazuta Ziano, question mark, a young pilot recruited by the Resistance <laughs> and taxed with a top secret mission to spy on the growing threat of the First Order. It will premiere this fall on Disney Channel in the US and thereafter on Disney XD and around the world. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, I have to say, I was surprised it's this fall. Oh, really? Like, I thought it would be, like, I thought this would be, like, next year. Um, I'm not surprised, because when Force is a Destiny, when that was, like, being rumored, they were like, okay, premiering in, like, a couple months or this summer or something. It's like, oh, okay, like, I'm on board. But I knew that this would be coming soon. So the the time date didn't really surprise me. But I'm just excited that an anime-inspired series, like, that... Because Dave Filoni can do that because he, I, I, he did something with Avatar: The Last Airbender. I'm not like a hundred percent sure. I don't know how long. I'm gonna look up his IMBD. Um, I will say he is credited as the creator of this show. He is not executive producing it. This is being executive produced by Athena Portillo. Oh. who did work on the Clone Wars and Rebels. That's amazing then. Um Okay, I want to I want to talk about this because I think it bears discussion but we're sort of not the people to discuss it. Oh yeah, of course. Um that is there's there's been concern raised a, about this whole animated in, anime inspired thing. Okay. Um, and I would say look to people like Space Jess um, from Rebel Girl and on Twitter for that. Just just talking about this idea of oh, and, and it's hard to talk about this because this is like my privilege level is that if other people didn't point this out to me as being a problem, I wouldn't even think about it. And that's this whole animated inspired thing created by a white guy and seemingly the entire crew is not Japanese and the sort of Orientalism that comes from that. But like I said, there's people who can talk about that much better than I can. Mm -hmm. And so 
I I just want to say that because I do realize that some people have an issue with it. And I think that needs to be acknowledged. But also I'm coming from a place of rather deep ignorance on that. Yeah, I 100% agree with the, you know, like, my privilege is so high that, well, no, no, that sounds, well, just the fact that, you know, I wouldn't have noticed this was a problem before someone said something and that itself is a problem. Yeah. Yeah. But again, like, we're just, we're obviously not the people to talk to about that. Yeah, so exactly. <laughs> look to people who have more, more knowledge on this. There's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff out there. So just, you know, if that is something that you realize you want to check out again. Uh, I yeah. I would go directly to to some of the stuff that Space Jess has tweeted. Like, go scroll through her timeline, or mm-hmm. I imagine it's going to come up on Rebel Girl. Yeah, so listen to Rebel Girl, fantastic podcast. Um, but uh, let's see, featuring the high flying adventures that audiences of all ages have come to expect from Star Wars, Star Wars Resistance will feature the beloved droid BB 8 alongside ace pilots, powerful new characters, and appearances by fan favorites, including Poe Dameron and Captain Phasma, voiced by actors Oscar Isaac and Gwendolyn Christie, respectively. I'm glad they're doing their voices. Oh, me too. Um, there's stuff here. Here's the thing I'm I'm interested to see more of the animation style because it, it sounds like it'll be like a more traditional. I mean, if they're saying anime inspire, that makes me think traditional, like 2D animation. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that a top secret mission to spy on the threat of the first order means we'll see like actual infiltration of the first order. But I'm not sure that it does. I hope that's what it means. Because I love my spies. We've talked about that on the show before. Oh, yeah. So I'm hoping that, yeah, I'm hoping that means, like, interacting with the First Order and not just, like, watching the First Order. I'm only a little concerned that this is going to be on the Disney Channel instead of Disney XD because... I almost feel like the line was pushed a little bit more for not violence for Rebels, but I almost feel like this is going to be even more pure than Star Wars Rebels. And it's going to be, you know, goofier, not as serious. Like we're going to have some moments, but I'm excited for this. Like my expectations for this show aren't that high. Like I don't think that I'm going to like, get into these characters as much as people did for like rebels but you know who knows like i could i'm probably wrong i'm you know this show like might push the boundaries because i see the kind of material that's on disney channel now and yeah well it says (laughs) that's it's premiering on disney channel and then disney and then disney xd I don't know, though. Like, I'm just trying to think of, like, what they could do with this. You know, like, a spy and everything and BB-8. Yeah, and it does. I mean, looking at the cast, um, you have people like Bobby Moynihan and Jim Rash, who are definitely, like, known for comedy. Mm-hmm. And uh, Star Wars and goofiness is not a combination that I love. 
Yeah, that's why I think because I see these actors that are in it. And I just think that this isn't going to be, well, obviously it's not going to be like a serious, you know, something like Rebels, like there's going to be actual problems. But again, like I could be wrong. Like this could be like really, but I don't, uh, I'm conflict, I'm conflicted. No, I understand that. But also we like, we know nothing about the show at this point. We don't even know if the main character is male or female, though I'm guessing male just because the first cast member listed was a guy. I wish it was female, though. Yeah, me too. I'm I'm hoping I'm wrong on that, but that was that was my first instinct when I saw the cast list. Um, Here's a question. Force users. Yes or no? No. I don't want them. Yeah, I don't want them either. Especially in this timeline, I it would be um, really like shoot in. But do you think Disney will resist putting in Force users? I hope. I hope they keep the Force users out of this because I almost feel like it's like a crutch. Like they can't do a show without force users or I don't think they think they can knowing that Dave is part of this too is very not worrisome but knowing that he'll put something in or oh god I'm thinking of what if they bring back Ahsoka (laughs) or Sabine oh god (laughs) Uh, like he's gonna I want to be excited. I want to be optimistic. But when I think of the shit that Dave's pulled in the past, he's going to try to bring back these characters or these things. And then someone like Hera, and then they're going to bring back her, 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 her green child. Yeah. Uh, what if this show just totally bombs? I mean, I don't, I don't think that's necessarily, like, a bad thing. Like, because Rebels slowly deteriorated because, obviously, it's not on the network anymore. If if I believe if Star Wars got, or Rebels got better views and better reception from audiences, like, it wouldn't have been canceled. Yeah. But something like this, I, I don't know, like, how audiences will react. Well, I don't know. I think... I think that this being on Disney Channel, like starting off on Disney Channel, going to Disney XD is going to work out well because I don't think as many audiences have access to Disney XD. Yeah. No, I think that's so, I think that's why they do it is to to give it like a big push and then try mm-hmm. to get people to follow it over. Yeah. So, I don't know. And then Dave says the idea of her star wars resistance came out of my interest in world war ii aircraft and fighter pilots my grandfather was a pilot and my uncle flew restored planes so that's a that's been a big influence on me there's a long history of high speed racing in star wars and i think we've captured the sense of excitement in anime inspired style which is something the entire team has been wanting to do for a long time i mean okay i don't know how much i just want to watch 20 minutes of things going fast Yeah, I agree. I mean, 
what are we just going to see this kid in a plane or in a in a starfighter for like 22 minutes each episode? Uh, I have to say, I'm also I'm also very concerned about what young means. Yeah. Because I don't want I don't want like another like teenage boy. I can't deal with it. Oh, fuck. Fuck, fuck, fuck. I mean, I I have hope. I nothing can be annoying as Ezra Bridger. I hope. <laughs> I never want to hear that name, Ezra Bridger. I oh god. Oh no, what if they bring him back for this? Oh my no. <laughs> I'm like slowly realizing these things as I'm discussing more about Star Wars Resistance because I haven't talked to anyone about this yet. Like I, I only talked to Rusty a little bit. Like I've been waiting to talk to you about this. So like all these thoughts are like getting into my head and I'm just like, no, God, please, no. I mean, but- yeah, that's the thing is putting any Jedi in this time period is like unless you want to like occasionally stupid sh- show a Force user like snoke or even like kylo uh, fucking luke skywalker is the last jedi until he's not and if there's other force users running around the galaxy it, that we know about it doesn't make any sense i don't want there to be any more force users because it says luke is the last jedi so that's i i don't like the cheating thing that oh well this person is a force user well there shouldn't fucking be you know, like the galaxy is so big, anyways. Why are we focusing on these force users? Well, yeah, you know? and also if we if we have a movie that if we have these saga movies that feature the resistance that is never mentioned, oh, there was this other force user, but they died or whatever. That then having them in a cartoon is just frustrating. And again, I, I yeah, like you said, it's cheating. Uh, yeah, I don't like cheating in Star Wars. Uh, and now I feel ridiculous because I'm getting mad about stuff that hasn't happened yet <laughs> and might not happen. I'm I'm already done with this show. <laughs> I know I'm yet. already annoyed by it. That's how it takes. <laughs> like seriously, like I'm excited the announcement comes, and then yeah, me too. And then I'm such a pessimist that I immediately go into, "Well, this is gonna suck." And here's why it's going to suck, even though we have a paragraph of information about this show. <laughs> Honestly, I just, I don't have any faith in Dave Filoni. And so that's sort of what it stems from. I mean, I understand that. Like, I was excited initially for, like, the anime inspired because, like, Avatar Last Airbender was my shit. So I'm like, okay, like, he's good at that. But then, like, I look at the characters from that show and, like, he just, I'm looking at his, he just directed it. He didn't write it or anything, but he only, how many episodes did he do? He only did, okay, one, two, three, four, five. Fuck, he only did the first season. Never mind then. No, he is not, no, no. The first season wasn't even the, the, no. Okay, scratch that. Scratch that. Dave, don't fuck this up or I'm coming for you. That's not a threat. But. Uh, Look, okay, I hope it's good. 
Yeah, me, me too. I I really hope it's good. I I hope that people enjoy this. I hope I enjoy this. Like I'm gonna be excited to watch this at the end of the day. Like when the date is announced, I'm gonna, you know, get get my Star Wars pajamas and get comfortable on my couch and watch this show and hopefully not be disappointed. Like it's Star Wars. Like I I love Star Wars. I'm glad that this show is going to exist, and I'm glad that audiences are gonna connect with it. Like. But yeah, I'm selfish yeah. and I want it to be the show that I want it to be. <laughs> but I think that's I think that's fairly normal. Um, yeah, I, you know, I, I'm interested to see as we learn like more about who the character is going to be, like what the an- animation's actually going to look like. But you know, fingers crossed. Yeah. Hell yeah. But anyways, on to um, happier, <laughs> happier news. Um, at literally like an hour before we recorded, uh, the Star Wars Twitter posted a, a new little featurette. Just basically saying, this movie is about Han being Han. <laughs> yeah, that's literally, it's like 12 different people saying, this is how Han became the Han that we know. Except, Emily. Yes? There's a giant space worm in this movie. Or caterpillar thing. Did you see that? I didn't see that. I was not. I was watching it on Twitter and, like, on my phone. Like, not even expanded. Okay, hold on. I'm going... Okay, I'm going to go back on the video right now. And I'm going to take a picture... Of the space worm. There's a giant space worm in this movie. There's a giant space worm, and then there's Han looking. Is this an addition to the giant space squid or whatever? I think so. All right, let me. There's a lot of Kira giving Han the. Oh, here's that boy. Okay, yeah. Okay. Do you have the video right now? Because like it's kind of hard to get a picture of it because it's got. I I want you to see this. Pull it up. Go to the 41 okay. second mark. Okay. Nothing is telling me mark. It would be easier. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's like coming out of the water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a big gun uh, like- thing. Um, it's sort of got like a like alien like xenomorph looking back it's all like scaly and shit okay I don't know yeah so in this movie Han's gonna get advice from the giant space worm or the space worm's gonna try to eat him I'm okay with that but um, anyways, um, I kind of wrote down like quotes from like everyone, but it just basically says the same shit. Like it starts out with Ron Howard being like the Star Wars universe is fiend solo is different than anything else we've seen in any previous Star Wars movies. 
Oh, I hate this. The Empire controls everything. Everyone is struggling to survive, but we discover this incredibly free spirit. Okay, like, I am so fucking done with a, we've never seen this in Star Wars before. Like, well, you could... Well, I'm especially done with it when what you describe is then exactly what we've seen in Star Wars before. Exactly. <laughs> like, we've seen, like... Someone go from the Empire res- or the First Order to the Resistance. Like, we've seen someone, like, we've seen romance. We've seen Lando be sexy. We've seen, like, we've seen all this shit. We've seen the Empire be in, in control of everything. I mean, look, <laughs> I, don't get me wrong. I still, I, I still think I'm going to like this movie, and I like Ron Howard, but you can't follow up This Is So Different by the next sentence is being stuff that is incredibly common not just in star wars but in every science fiction and fantasy story ever told yeah and then we get uh lawrence kasdan saying that han he's the most he's the most exciting character in the saga for me you don't know what he's gonna do next he's reckless like okay like i you're a han solo girl do you really think that Han Solo is the most exciting character in the Star Wars saga? No. I like Han, and he definitely is reckless. But, I don't know, I just, I feel... But, look, they're, what are you going to do? Like, are you going to say, oh, Han, he's the third most exciting character in the <laughs> saga when you're promoting a movie about Han Solo? I guess I'm just I just think it's funny like they're all just like yeah this movie is so great like you know who knows like maybe it is but uh I don't I don't I don't know like this is all just like just it's like uh, that's just what that's what you know that's what press junkets do every movie is the best most exciting movie ever I know it just is annoying from seeing something like seeing it from Star Wars, like something that's capable of doing so much, like something that like kept us so much in, in suspense for like the the saga movies and even like Rogue One. Like I was in suspense for that, too. But with this movie, I just feel like I know exactly like what's going to go down. Like we got some cool moments, too. Like we got to see like Han in battle and like him maybe like when he was still an Imperial, but like his fucking face. Have you see his face? Yeah. He looked scared as fuck, man. But, you know, maybe in this movie, we get to see, like, Han in, like, battle, like, while he was still in the Empire. I don't I don't know. Then he looks at Kira at one point, and he's like, I'm a terrible person. Ah! Yeah. And then she just, like, looks at him. Okay, like, there's gonna be romance in this film. And... The romantic, the, the cheesy romantic person inside of me is completely fine with that. But I know that a lot of people are going to have issues with this movie because, you know, Han's person is Leia. Well, here's how, like, look, I don't care if he, like, makes out with somebody in this movie. It depends how they play it. If they play it as, like, super cheesy, like, one true love thing, then I'm going to have a problem with it because that's just not true. But people, yeah. I mean, people, yeah, people fall in love with more than one person in their life quite often. But mm-hmm. I just, I'm just worried about the cheesiness and I'm worried about the dialogue 
And these trailers, although there's a lot of fun stuff in them, they don't um, alleviate those concerns at all. Yeah. <sighs> I feel bad because, like, I'm so excited for this movie, but just already I'm seeing just so many flaws. And I know that when I see this movie in the theater, like, I'm going to be fucking stoked because it's Star Wars. But, like, the person in my brain analyzing, like, every little thing is like, well, this is this and this, blah, 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 blah. But I don't know. Like, I'm, I feel like I'm being, like, too critical of, like, this, like, two-minute featurette that we got. Like, I know this is a press junket shit thing, but, like, I feel like they're over-promoting this because they know that either, like, because th- that there's just been so many issues with this film. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't I just, know. I just, it's it's definitely the, the one of these movies that I'm most concerned about. Yeah, worried about. I'm no. not confident about this at all. And that's sad for me to like come to a realization. Yeah, I'm just, I'm but. not. I'm not excited for it, and I don't know why. And I'm sure, like, like once I'm in, like, I'm, like you know, like, f- when I'm sitting there, like, at work, when I'm going to be seeing the movie five hours, I'm going to be, like, super, like, antsy and excited. But normally I'm excited before then, and I'm just not. I'm not either. Like, people are having, like, the countdown, like, uh, like 20-something days or 29, 28, and I'm just like, cool okay, like, I'm more excited to, like, hang out with everyone at Steel's live show than, like, than my birthday is, like, that next day or, like, the day that it's, like, literally going to be, like, released to the public. So, I mean, like, I'm cool. Like, I'm here for it, but I'm not, like, oh, my God, like, I can't wait for this movie. Like, I was pretty fucking stoked for, like, Infinity War. And I'm not, like, the biggest Marvel fan. Like, I almost feel like my excitement from that movie was, like, going to be stronger. Well, I I can't say that because, like, it's not here yet. Like, who knows? Like, maybe that, you know, the week before it's going to hit me. But, like, at this time, like, six months ago, like, I could not stop thinking about The Last Jedi. But also because that was part of the saga and even with rogue one too like i was counting down the days i was you know staying out of spoilers but with this movie yeah. i'm like give give me everything i don't care and i'm i'm just i'm not quite sure why that is yeah maybe because like this is in our movie like sure like Maybe just, like, character-based movies just, like, really aren't our thing. Like, maybe we just enjoy, like, a story about something instead of a story about someone. Maybe. Maybe with Rogue One, even though I was a little concerned about, really, do we need another movie, like, in this exact time period? At the end of the day, I'm like, oh, they're trying, in terms of, like, tone, they're trying something different, and it's a bunch of new characters to explore. We already know these people. Yeah. And this is the one I'm most concerned about just being a long stream of Star Wars references. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. I'm excited to see this with my like friends and 
my brother and my boyfriend, but I mean, uh, uh, I feel bad. Like I, I feel bad for I feel bad for Star Wars, but I don't. Uh, I don't think well. Star Wars needs us to feel bad for it. I think Star Wars is doing just fine. And again, and again, yeah. I'm you know they're most likely like the week of or at least the day of. I'm going to get really stoked and maybe I'll sit down and friggin' love this movie. And I I hope that's what happens. But on the other hand, if I don't particularly like this movie, I'm not going to be crushed because I'm prepared to not particularly like this movie. Yeah, I agree. Like, I am already, because usually, like, I want to see the movie, like, the next day. Like, see it, like, really early in the morning the next day. And, like, with this one, I'm like, I don't think I want to do that. Like, I think I can survive without seeing it for, like, the rest of the weekend, like, until I get home from my staycation or wherever the fuck I'm going, <laughs> wherever the fuck I'll be. <laughs> well, no, like for the last couple of movies, what I've done is I've, I've the first, like when tickets go on sale, I've bought tickets for opening night. And then I've bought tickets for like the IMAX the next day. Mm. And I'm just, I'm not going to do that with solo because I'm not convinced I'm going to want to see it more than once. Three times at the most for me. But I don't know. I don't. I don't know how I could how I'll stand it. Because like with most movies, I can't see it more than once. Like I was almost dying when I had to see like Infinity War for the second time. Because again, it was a good film, but it's just like one of those movies that like it's not as good the first time, and I know I'm going to be let down. Like with something like you know an episodic film, like for Star Wars, like you know I can watch it again, find new things, and like fall in love with different aspects of the movie. Like for instance, like. You know, I saw it one time and I was just mainly focusing on, like, the score or, like, focusing on, like, the Rey and Kylo parts. But, like, with something like Solo, it's, like, I don't know. Like, I am already not sure how I feel about, like, all the different, like, instruments I'm hearing and, like, the the trailers and everything. Like, the guitars and stuff. Like, it just reminds me of, like, the Clone Wars movie and just the, the weird-ass music we got from that. Yeah, I don't know. And it's because, like, with the other movies, like, when I've seen it twice in opening weekend, like, that first showing is, I'm so excited, I can barely even pay attention to the movie. And it's all, like, that first viewing is all just about, like, total gut reaction, like, jaw-dropping, like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. And then, like, the next time, I'm actually like, okay, I'm calm enough to actually, like, watch this movie as a movie now. Yeah, I just love seeing it with, like, a crowd full of, like, people that, like, share my, you know, love for Star Wars or just, like, people that are just genuinely excited to see this movie. Like, I that's my favorite part. Like, I think that's why I almost want to go on, like, nights where there's, like, people there. So just hearing people clap, because that gets me so excited, too. Like, I think that almost makes me enjoy the movie even more is when there's, like, a great audience reaction. Yeah. Like the the reaction with the with the destruction of the of the ship the the holdo maneuver, and like mm-hmm. when when it goes quiet, and like when you're in a whole like a theater full of people, and suddenly the sound in the theater completely cuts out, and everybody in the audience is like holding their breath. And for me, there was somebody in the audience when I saw it in IMAX's second night. They just went, "Oh shit!" <laughs> it could be heard <laughs> throughout the theater, and it was amazing. 
Oh my god. I know. I'll never forget the like reaction to the audience when um Snoke or Snoke got dead. <laughs> he got dead. <laughs> Snoke got dead. Now I don't know what I was trying to say, but when Snoke Yeah, when that Snoke. happened, I, I forget which viewing it is, but one of the viewings, I, like the woman next to me just goes, What? <laughs> I just remember like grabbing my brother and his friend. And I was like, what the fuck? Or and like, then, yeah, uh, like seeing, seeing Force Awakens opening night when you see the Falcon for the first time and like the audience just loses its shit. Oh, that was a good moment. Oh my God. That was so, oh. See, I feel more excited talking about a movie I saw three years ago <laughs> than I feel talking about Han Solo. <laughs> Oh God! I I have no words. I have no more thoughts on on this uh, solo shit other than okay. I mean, I liked when he said I'm a driver when he's like a great pilot because I'm like that's Han. That's very Han. Yeah, but I feel weird about people in Star Wars referring to themselves as drivers. <laughs> I agree. I mean, to a point, like he drives the 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 speeder. Like, I know, I know. It just sounds weird. Yeah, because we've never. Yeah, because you are right. We never really heard that. Like we've never heard someone refer to themselves as like a driver. I'm a driver. I'm a pilot. <laughs> that's a that's a really good impression of him that you have there. Thank you. Spot on. I'm really good at my impressions. Yeah, you're like fucking Stephen Stanton or something. I know. I am Steven Stanton. <laughs> You're a character created by Steven Stanton. <laughs> it's, a, it's a long running con mm-hmm. for reasons I can't quite fathom, but <laughs> um, maybe this movie just needs an amendo. Yeah, every movie does. But speaking of Mendo... Uh, yeah, two... Okay, so this is episode 39. So episode 41, we're going back to monthly Mendo movies, and it's going to be Mississippi Grind, which we mentioned before, but is now confirmed, mostly, mostly because Rashad had rented it like a digital copy and his rental was about to expire. So he asked us when we were going to do it, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> then it's definitely the next one. <laughs> And Mississippi Grind is the one with Ryan Reynolds, right? Yes. Ryan Reynolds gambling something, something, something. Mendo has a nice suit. That's my knowledge of this movie. Nice suit. Mmm. A nice soup. He has a nice soup. What kind of soup do you think Mendo would like? Okay. Um, Wait, you didn't answer the question. What kind of soup do you think he'd like? I don't... I don't have an answer to this question. He looks like a clam chowder guy. Okay. What, wait, like New England clam chowder or Manhattan clam chowder? New England. Okay. Wait, what's Manhattan clam chowder? Uh, the, like the tomato-based one. Oh, fuck that. Sorry. <laughs> have you ever had it in like a bread bowl? Yes. So good. So delicious. It's really the only way to eat clam chowder the best way i need a bread bowl now 
Where's, where's Rusty bringing me my food? Rusty. No, I'm kidding. Oh, but yeah, I am excited to watch Mississippi Grind. Yeah, but you can like it's it's available to rent any just about anywhere for like two or three dollars. And I think it'll be a fairly fun one. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if he dies in it because I have no idea. Why does he die in every movie? Well, he plays a lot of bad people or tragic people or bad and tragic people. Hmm. But we'll see when we watch that one in a couple weeks. Yeah. Well, anyways, Emily, you watched some Clone Wars this week. Yeah, I did. It was fine. Um, Okay. (laughs) uh, It was... (laughs) Mercy Mission and Nomad Droids, which is episodes five and six of season four. And it's it's the wacky adventures of R2 and C-3PO. And I'm I'm not like crazy about wacky antics. So, you know, I don't know. Some stuff happened that I don't really remember. There were some cute little like gnome looking creatures. And one of them hugs 3PO, and that was pretty cute. And then they go into this weird underground planet. And there is, like, some fairy-looking things and, like, some talking trees. And then they get out, and they save the day. And that's about it. <laughs> uh, I get like, This is one of the ones where, like, I thought the animation was pretty cool. Like, the talking trees are, I mean, they're sort of straight out of pan's labyrinth or some other del toro project but they're cool looking and there was lots of pretty colors um nomad droids i don't know they're like more as it's described in the official description their bizarre caper continues and they're sort of like a there's a separatist attack and then there's a pirate ship and then there's a gladiator arena and at one point, there's just like a straight up Gulliver's, Gulliver's Travels ripoff where there's these teeny tiny aliens that have them both like tied to the ground. But whatever. It was an episode. I didn't hate it, but I was sort of like, okay, well, this is useless. Hmm. I liked the little uh, gnome things that hug 3PO. Yeah, they were really cute. I like them. They're cute. Yeah, I... I was never a big fan of the adventures of 3PO and R2. No, I think they're much better when they are not the focus. I agree. I very much agree. And I just hate when everyone's just like, oh, yeah, these droids. Because the clones the clones were just like, yeah, whatever. Blah, 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 blah. I forget. <laughs> that was a terrible explanation, but oh, well. But uh, do you know what episodes you have next week? Nope. No idea. Oh, sweet. Well, I don't know either. So <laughs> good luck. <laughs> yeah. Um. Let's see. We have a top three. Yay. We have a top three from Rabia. And she wrote in to say... Hello, Canto Biters. I hope you're doing well. Here's my top three actors slash actresses who I want to see in a Star Wars movie, and I'd love to hear your picks. 
number one, Janelle Monet. We need leading ladies who aren't white. It makes me mad when Kathleen Kennedy talks about how the force is female, and thus far, all the leading women are white. Rose was a supporting character. And Janelle is so graceful and elegant with a commanding presence a leading lady needs. She's perfect for Star Wars. Um, number two, David Tennant. David Tennant could read the phone book, and I demand he'd get an Oscar. The tenth doctor on Doctor Who. Could it be super corny and lame, but he adds depth and charm to everything I've seen him in, hero or villain. He even did voice work in The Clone Wars, would be ashamed to leave it at that. Uh, number three, Idris Elba. I don't know if you guys ever watched Luther, but go watch Luther. It's a terrifying show, but he's amazing and criminally wasted in the Thor movies. He's powerful, his performances are real and raw, and he's ridiculously attractive, at least to me. There's so many people I'd want to add, but then it wouldn't be a top three anymore. Which actors or actresses do you want to see in Star Wars? Keep on podcasting, Rabia. <sighs> can't think of anyone <laughs> um I, I okay let's see alba was definitely on my list what yeah, i would want i mean oh my god but I, I i'd love to see him like like you know see him but mm-hmm. i'd also be happy with him like voicing a character because he has a super sexy voice but it'd be a shame not to see him because he's possibly the most beautiful man alive yeah It's the problem is I don't know who else because if it's like if <laughs> I don't I just I I don't know I because uh, uh, if it's someone that I know from like another movie like if like Keanu Reeves just like shows up in a Star Wars movie I'm just gonna be like that's Keanu Keanu Reeves what the fuck is he doing here Yeah, but I mean at this point like there's been so many actors in Star Wars who I know. I mean, we're getting fucking Woody Harrelson in a Star Wars movie. Yeah. Um, who's that actress in Game of Thrones? Um, who's um Daenerys's um Daenerys's um chick or her her uh Melisandre? No. I think that's her name. I know who you're talking about. Thrones? Her like, like no, right hand woman. Yeah. Like the former like, right hand woman. The yeah. former like slave. I'd love to see her in Star Wars. Oh, she'd be really good. She's great. She's beautiful. I honestly, if we weren't if we weren't getting Sandy Newton, like she would be my pick. And I hope Ooh. she's in solo more than it looks like she's in solo, because it looks like she's barely in solo. But I mean, she's so good on Westworld. I like, but I, but I can't pick her because she's going to be in Star Wars. Um. Oh, Tim Roth. Who's that? He's in um, quite a few uh, Tarantino movies. Uh, he was on the show Lie to Me. Mm. He's the lead dude in that. Uh, he was on this last season of Twin Peaks. I'd love to see hmm. he would be a good like underworld smuggler guy. Um, not like a lead character, but like somebody who they need to to get something from. Sort of sort of like Benicio was. Yeah. Like he has that same sort of like casual, like slouchy slime bag thing that he does really well 
Um, yeah, he was in Reservoir Dogs. He was in uh, Pulp Fiction. Mm. Have you seen? Yeah, he, yeah, have you seen Pulp Fiction? Of course. He's um he's the the guy who robs the diner. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. He was because he looked really familiar. Because I I'm trying to think, because what other Quentin Tarantino movies that I have I seen? I loved um the one with Brad Pitt and Glorious Bastards. I think that's what it's called. Yeah, that's a really good one. I don't. Think oh God. I love yeah. that one. Um, who else would I like to see? Um, I'm sort of looking at my DVDs. <laughs> I'm just thinking of all the movies I've watched. <laughs> um, hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I can't think of anyone else. I feel like after I'm done recording, I'm going to be thinking of people and be like, shit! But, uh, listeners, friends, Tell us, who do you want to see in Star Wars? Emily, have you found out another person um, yet? Are you I'm, still still, I'm literally still looking at my DVDs. Um, Can we bring back David Bowie and just put David Bowie in a Star Wars film? Yeah. I, I mean, I'm a fan of bringing back, like, David Bowie just in in general. Here, I'm... I'm cr- I'm slowly creating as I'm thinking about this a fuck Mary kill list. Um. Um. Oh, you know who what I would like? Oh, oh. Uh, what's her name? Um. Who G- Gamora on um Galaxy Gardens of the Galaxy? Uh, Zoe. Yes. Zoe Saldana. Oh, I love her. I was I was thinking about her too, but like she's already in Star. She was in Star Trek also, and she does Guardians of the Galaxy. Like I would love her. Like she's so I love Gamora. Like oh, she's beautiful. Yeah, put her in. Put her in the list. Put her in the list. Uh, but yeah, thank thank you for the top three. Appreciate you. Um. Okay. Real quick. Um, fuck, Mary, kill. David Bowie, Cassian, Andor, and Thanos. You gotta fuck one, marry one, kill one. Go. What the fuck is that list? <laughs> it's a list that I made up. <laughs> you gotta answer. Okay, I'm, 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 I'm marrying David Bowie. Yeah. Um... I I think Cassian is maybe too sad <laughs> to be <laughs> too well, sad no, to be well, fucked. Well, yeah, in terms of like in terms of I'm going to to fuck this guy and just have like a fun time. I feel like oh my god. I feel god. like maybe he's too sad. No, he he would be a great lover. I don't know about that. I think I think, I think he's so. too earnest. He's yeah. Gentle. I think sometimes you need a, a gentle good time. Like I would I would more like pick him to marry than to fuck. I'd rather be married to a sad person than like fuck a sad person. But then like marrying David Bowie would be fucking fantastic. Oh, no, I'm definitely marrying David Bowie. The question yeah. is the question is 
whether whether I think Cassian would be like happy fun times in bed. Well, dude, Thanos would fucking hurt. Yeah, but <laughs> previously established. I mean, logistics <laughs> logistics aside, because there's some um, proportional issues there. <laughs> I came here to have a good time. I don't want to be in pain for a fucking week because Thanos' large dick is. But I mean, I guess um, it pretends if it, it depends if it's in proportion to the rest of him or not. I think I would. I, he looks like he had a big dick. <laughs> <laughs> but I also sort of feel like he would not be very good in bed because he's very self-centered. He just like finished, and that's it. He wouldn't even like. Ask he wouldn't even like try to get you to get you to come too. It just it'd be all about him. Yeah, I hate I hate assholes. But I also feel on the other hand that Cassian would be that guy who like like just get it over with already. No, he would be like he would be like he would like he would he would provide for you. <laughs> no, first. no, that's what I'm saying. Is sometimes like like it's just not going to happen. And I'm like, just like, okay, can we just like get this over with? I don't know. I feel like he and and he'd be in like the correct mindset because, yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think of like. Anyway, I'm fucking Thanos and I'm killing Cassian. I don't feel great about that choice, I'm... but that's then don't that's do it. it. Then no, fuck. instinctually, instinctually, uh, earnest, sad sex just doesn't appeal to me. Okay. Uh, marry David Bowie, fuck Cassian, kill okay. Thanos. Because I, I don't know, like, I feel like Cassian would be... A caring lover like I, I he definitely wouldn't fuck like no there's no fucking with Cassian like he he's a very missionary guy which like that's okay because you know like he'd be that he'd be that kind of guy that would like lay on the bed like slowly take off your clothes and then like make you scream but um yeah I mean I'd fuck him He's very, he's very pretty. He's very pretty. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying he's not, like, attractive, because he's super attractive. And I'd fuck Bowie, too. <laughs> Sorry. I, I feel bad, because last week I was, I was, uh, a little shy on, on sharing my sex experiences, or sex experience, or Star Wars sex fantasy. Because I was like, Emily, no, you, no, what's your, what's your fantasy, Emily? But, yeah. I don't know. But, um, yeah, guys, if you have a fuck, Mary kill suggestions, other than my weird ass ones, um, email us at cantobitepod at gmail.com. Yeah. Do that. Because it's always fun. Um, we did get, we did get some other emails. So, you're going to read those. Let me pull them up real quick. Because it's easier. Okay. I'll read I'll read this one. Um so this one is from If it's the first one, it's from Jesse. Here. From Jesse. Okay, yeah, because I was just checking mine. Okay. To the Grand Canto Bite Podcast. I just recently found your podcast. I've been going through all of your catalog. 
You are awesome. Smiley face. I have been so happy to hear other opinions other than a typical white male. For full disclosure, I am a white male. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing. Uh, I don't I don't know if anyone else has answered this question to other entertainment like Dark Crystal and Labyrinth, but Jim Hansen had a TV series called The Storyteller. I loved it as a kid, but have not watched it since I was a kid. I don't know how well it holds up, but I remember one episode in particular was awesome. It had a kid going behind the scenes of moving or of moving being male and a dragon coming to life. Some names you might should know is John Hurt as a storyteller, Sean Bean, Jonathan Price, among his other guest stars. I hope you check it out and review on the podcast. I would love to hear your opinions on it. Sorry if you do. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> Just a quick complaint about To Last Jedi. I know. I Okay. Sorry. I know you like it. It's been nice to hear other people enjoying it. I want to like it, but there are just some things for me or off for me to really appreciate. I believe the biggest problem with this movie is that it follows The Force Awakens. Too many questions that it was set up and not answered by Ryan Johnson. I really want to like this movie and know that there are some awesome things in the movie I do like. I'm not trying to ramble on too much about it, but do you think it might be a problem that that it might be a problem with the other people not liking it? I'm interested to see what he can do with a trilogy by himself to tell a whole story. I know I'm rambling. I hope this email makes it since I'm really drunk. <laughs> I hope to hear it on the podcast. Your canto bitch, Jay Beal. Thank you for sending us drunk emails. <laughs> I just think that's so sweet that this person got like really drunk and decided that they wanted to email the No, that's like great. And I always like to hear from people who we haven't heard from before. And he- especially to hear from people who don't like know mm-hmm. us from other things, like people who aren't just like our friends. And, but um, yeah, exactly. look, I, I'll say w- when we talk about when, like when we complain about people who complain about the last Jedi, we're we're complaining about a very specific subset of those people who either dislike it for some really shitty reasons in terms of like misogyny and racism or, or just people who have been really horrible about disliking it. Like the people who will find random people who have tweeted about liking the movie and go after them or the people who tweet at Ryan Johnson after every single tweet that he makes, whether it's about star Wars or not saying that he ruined star Wars. Like those are the people I have a problem with. Um, uh, Yeah. I, I do. Mm -hmm. I do think there are probably a lot of people agree with what you hear Jesse about, feeling dissatisfied with what questions were answered and how it was answered. Um, I I personally don't have that problem. I I sort of like some of the stuff that Ryan just threw away or gave us an answer to. Like we get, we get an answer on, on Ray's parents. Now, whether you like that answer or not, it, is entirely up to you but i mean it, it was answered um but but i do yeah like look if that's why you don't like this movie that's that's totally understandable and as and as long as you're not a dick about it yeah. you're you're allowed to dislike anything that you want yeah i mean i totally get that you f- were disappointed that jj abrams set up all these questions and that ryan didn't 
if to you, Ryan didn't answer them, like, that's totally okay. Like, you know, you went into this movie having expectations that these questions would be answered and they weren't. And some people either just chose to forget those questions and just say, fuck it. And some people just chose to be like, wait a second. Like, I still wish that these questions were answered. And that's totally okay. Like, you don't have to, you know, it's cool. I mean, I really love this movie. Like, I was watching it again the other night. And I was just thinking, like, shit, this is probably one of my favorite Star Wars movies. And that's totally okay if that's not yours. I mean, you still love, like, the original trilogy, the prequel trilogy, or whatever trilogy or the whole thing that that connects with you the most. And, like, that's okay. Um, but the storyteller? I've never heard of it. I've heard of it. I've never seen it. Um, so it might be something that we put on our list for when Solo's over and we don't have a lot to talk about. Oh, man. I can't wait to find a list of things to to watch or like just we we have gotten some support for our britney reacts to westworld segment so oh yeah that's also that's also being planned process. yeah um yeah. here let me see let me check my calendar let me check my calendar um may seventh um so yeah um (laughs) so the episode that will be released on may 11th will be when i will review the first episode of westworld okay awesome oh that's next week hell yeah (laughs) i'm reviewing westworld next week guys i hope you enjoy (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but um i'm excited me for too it. i'm really excited to watch it like i just saw um on my podcast feed that um the sith list put up a new episode and they talk about westworld so i'm excited to like go back and like listen to like what they have to say about it or like go back in past episodes because like i i've been avoiding like everything westworld because i know i've been wanting to get into it for a long time yay hey. fucking love that show i love it so much it's on and tonight, and I'm friggin' stoked. Aww. That's exciting. Um, um, <laughs> back to email. We got one from our buddy Turbo, who we love a whole yes. lot. And that says, hello there, Canto hello. fighters. Just a quick question, as opposed to my usual long-winded ramblings. Do you think Lando's real name is Lando, or is it short for something like... <laughs> Landeringham or Landrew or Landerson. Cheers, Turbo. Landerson. <laughs> Landrew. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like a nickname I- that like ends with like an O. Like uh... I can't think of anything. I think Lando's just Lando. I think that's just the name that he was on his birth certificate, on his space birth certificate. Do you think they have those? I, I mean, probably on some planets. I would imagine any empire-controlled planet keeps track, <laughs> has some sort of like official, because they are very much with like the government oversight yeah 
and regulations. So I would imagine there's some sort of version of a space birth certificate. Yeah. On, on like on most of those planets. I agree. But yeah, uh, yeah, I think it's just his, his nickname. I hope we get his middle name though. I want to hear like his full name. What do you think his middle like name? Like when somebody is, I don't know. Paul. Maybe it, maybe it's maybe it's Lando Landrew. Lando Paul Carissian. <laughs> I mean, I guess we're getting Tobias. Then we can't can't really discount Paul. But I never want to hear Paul in Star Wars. What name would like make you cringe? You've ever heard it in Star Wars? Honestly, I I feel like we need to be avoiding any any Earth names. Oh, Leia's an Earth name, and Luke. Yeah, but I don't know. I feel like from like we can't do it anymore. Like I feel like it's too weird. In episode twelve, we have Stacy finding out. Well, no, the other thing is, I I think I think like Luke is fine because we've always had it. Yeah. So it doesn't sound weird, but when we get them now, for whatever reason, it just does. Mm-hmm. Like Finn, you can go okay. Well, it's it's technically like a nickname, and yeah. I don't know. I guess I guess Rose, huh? Maybe Rose doesn't bother me so much. Yeah, Rose is okay. I think it's cute. All right, um, I'll read the next one from Rabia. She sent one. Um. Hello, Canto Biters. I hope you're doing well. Please ignore my top three. It was just a fan casting. No real top three Star Wars itself. What? Yes, it totally was. You asked us for our top three people we wanted to see in Star Wars. Girl, you crazy. It was a good top three. Sorry when I wrote that. I didn't think of all the rules. Oh, that's that. What are the rules? <laughs> the rules are said to something you want to. that's vaguely related to Star Wars that you want us to do a top three on. You're fine. Silly goose. All right. Anyway, she- <laughs> Silly goose? Yeah. <laughs> you know you're, she's not you know you're not a kindergarten teacher and she's not five years old right silly goose you know she's like 19 i think i don't know well you, have you heard that before has anyone ever called you a silly goose i've heard silly goose before i've i've not like an adult saying it do another adult or basically i haven't heard any like outside of like like my great aunt or something. I don't think I've ever heard anybody use it. <laughs> Maybe I am actually five years old because literally I just got my hand stuck inside my pork cup. <laughs> or my pork. Anyway. Um, how, how do the resistance and first order recruit? Everyone of the first order was really young. Its seniority members, Hux, Kylo Ren, Captain Phasma are all in their thirties. And it makes me wonder, does the first order just, go to college campuses and ask students to apply for an internship how do you promote a looming threat to the government any or are their benefits really worth it to people it leads to the larger question of how the ordinary civilians of star wars see the first order anyways keep on keep on podcasting um well this is because we know basically that the troopers are pretty much taken Mm -hmm. and and like brainwashed we don't know a lot about the officer class. We know that the a lot of the older members are 
survivors from the empire. And same with the resistance. Like they're, you know, the, the leaders are either children of resistance members that were used to be, are uh, that used to be part of the um, rebel Alliance, like post parents yeah. were. And now he's kind of in power, but like other people, like maybe they just are like, I want to join. This is something I want to do. Like, I don't know how the resistance might recruit, but I know the first order definitely just like takes people. Yeah. And I'm not, it's not quite so sure in terms of the, the officer class, how that works. Um, uh, probably again, a, a lot of people who are surviving from the empire or, I mean, like Hux's dad. Mm-hmm. Was was part of that, so that makes sense. Um, I think what it comes down to is people need jobs, and if you have a lot of uncertainty in the government, and we know that happened. That there, I mean, that's one of the reasons the first order could thrive is because there was a lot of, a lot of infighting and stuff in the New Republic, and I'm sure that created a lot of of, of people who were really unsure what was going on. And of course, you have a lot of planets that were you know nearly destroyed uh, during during the battles between the rebellion and the Empire, who who probably don't have a lot of options. And so if you have somebody who says, hey, come get this job and we'll provide, you know, we'll give you a place to live and we'll give you food and we'll teach you skills. And we're going to be the new government. Like, I I think that's not necessarily a really hard sell. Yeah. And even like. There could be like empire sympathizers out there, like during that time too. Like maybe they there are people that thought that was for the best, and like that's why like they wanted to join. Like, yeah, I mean, because obviously, like we say everything from the rebellion point of view, but there would people, there would be people who just saw it as a war that they wanted no part of, mm-hmm. or you know, saw it as a terrorist organization. Like whether they were part of the empire themselves or not. It, all they saw was that there was a lot of, of of battles and a lot of people dying and that 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 disrupted their lives completely. Yeah. So you wouldn't necessarily have a lot of sympathy for the rebellion if you just wanted to go on living your life. Yeah. I don't know, though. That's a good question. Like, I would love to see, like, maybe in this new little TV show, we'll see, like, recruiting for the um, resistance. Yeah, that's one thing I do. I do hope we see in the show is on on both sides, like, seeing how these groups were actually formed. Maybe that's how, like, uh, the main character was found. Was that you know he was just like, "Hi, I'm here. I can fly. I'm a flyer." I'm a driver. <laughs> I'm a pilot. <laughs> Who knows? But um, yeah. Thanks. Thanks for the email. Uh, do you want to read the last one? 
Yeah, we got one from King Tom. Yay. Yay. Hello, Land. Hello, ladies of Canto Bite. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to Resistance, even if we know nothing about it. Wanted to ask you what you think the tone of the show will be. It's on Disney, so yeah, it'll be light and kid-friendly. But a lot of the actors, the dudes from Scrubs and SNL off the top of my head, have comedy backgrounds. So will comedy be a huge element? I'm fine with something funny, but I don't want snark or constant fourth wall breaking like we got with Ezra and Rebels. What do you think? Also, I haven't been able to listen to Friday's episode, but I'm sure it will be the highlight of this week for me, even if I have to listen to it with my speakers turned down at work. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Keep up the great podcast. Your pal, King Tom. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a headphones episode. We timestamped it too, so you you know when it starts and when it ends. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah and we sort of talked about this a little bit, but I think the tone is something that we're both slightly concerned about. Mm-mm. Just sort of how far they go with the comedy, and and the the fourth wall breaking. Yeah, and the and the kid friendliness. But again, like we don't know. Um, like we have two paragraphs about the show, and it's all incredibly vague. Yeah, I I hope for the best, but like so far, I'm just like okay, like Dave. And then like the cast sounds amazing. Yeah, and you know what? Maybe maybe it'll be humorous, and the humor will be spot on. Like, maybe it'll be, like, Gravity Falls or Steven Universe or something like that, where, yeah, it's a kid show, but it's really well done. And, like, I like the people who are doing voice work for this. Like, I love Jim Rash from Community. Like, um, Donald Faison, who was on Scrubs. Um, Bobby Linehan was funny on SNL. Like, I think these are people who have a lot of talent. Yeah. But having really talented voice cast doesn't mean anything if they get shitty scripts. That's true too. <sighs> I'm trying to stay positive now on this yeah. little show. But Okay, um we also got another email. <laughs> so, um the other day, was it just yesterday that we got this? Because the day before I- I get, a, I get a DM from Brittany that just says, somebody sent us poor Garotica. And <laughs> I, I sort of stared at that sentence for a couple of seconds. And then I checked my email and we did indeed get poor Garotica. So Willis, we got it. I don't, I don't know if we are going to read it out of the show. I don't even know if you really want to start it out on the show. I don't know if people want to hear it. But it's a couple like paragraph story of literally poor Garotica. And it's really funny, but that that's one we're going to hold off on for now. Yeah, I haven't like read it actually yet. So, um, yeah, let me skim it real quick. Yeah, like I will say thank you for sending it to us. I, I mean, yeah. it was a little bit startling, but it made me laugh really hard. So thank you. <laughs> bird sex <laughs> yeah it's bird sex and so yeah we're gonna hold i'm not gonna we're not like deleting it or anything but we might hold off on that and hold it for a different occasion especially since yeah. we got so dirty last week 
And plus, we're talking about children's show today, so I don't want to yeah. mix children and bird sex. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to transition right from <laughs> from one to the other. That's a little bit weird. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, we 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 have it. We'll hold on to it. And yes, yeah. And I might like, we might do like a dramatic reading of it or something, and, and just like stick it into a random episode. Stick it. <laughs> Wow, I, I think I think well, I think that's the sign that we need to end the show. All right. Is there anything else Emily, going on? Can you find you? No. Um. Is there anything else going on? No. No. <laughs> I think. Um, well, I'm ha- I'm happy to, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy uh, that Star Wars is back. No, I'm kidding. I don't know. Emily, where can we find you on social media? <laughs> you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at eflind. That's at ef. L-I-N-D. You can find me on a couple of other podcasts. I do a Star Trek podcast where we are going through episodes of the original series every week, and that is called He's Dead, Jim. Um, we just recorded one on episode three, which is Where No Man Has Gone Before, um, and Catherine Neen, who is a frequent um, guest and writer into um star wars podcast so you might know her um we had a lot of fun talking with her and i do an x-men universe related podcast that right now is focused on season two of legion and that is called pod of future cast um and check that out as well um and you can find the this show on twitter at CantoBite pod on instagram same place and you can email us cantobytepod at gmail.com where are you, Brittany? Where am I? I'm on Twitter as Canto Brit, Instagram never as Brittany the Ginger, and that's it. I don't have much social media. <laughs> but anyways, uh, thanks, thanks everyone for listening to us uh, talk uh, positively about Solo and <laughs> no kidding. Oh well, have a great week. Have a good May the 4th. Watch some Star Wars. Yeah, and good luck on getting solo tickets. And hopefully, while you're listening to this, we know when and where Celebration will be. Yeah, I can't wait till it's announced that it's going to be in Anaheim again. Watch me be totally wrong. It's going to be like in like Europe or something. Would you go to Europe? I don't know if I could. I probably couldn't afford Mm. it. I'd go anywhere for Star Wars. I don't know about anywhere. Uh, probably not Antarctica or some shit. That's cold. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.